So I'm reading this in the notes, and I'm like, because this one I didn't put up there, and it's U.S. Senator Crapo. <laughs> C-R-A-P-O. Like, I guess it goes Crapo, but like, how can, like, how can we're going any, with Crapo? We're going with Crapo. It's Flagship Friday, and we're here with the Crypto Basic Podcast dynamic trio of Kareem Baruke. Hola. Adam Levy. Hello, hello. And Brent Philbin. And we are here to go over all kinds of cool crypto news. We're going to be talking about Bitcoin experiencing a Fed rate cut, bullish or bullshit articles, the NBA launching something to do with blockchain, going to do some crypto around the world, and we're going to talk about the Weiss ratings. Oh, oh spoiler alert. What, what is this? What is this, sir? How are you doing today? Uh, great. We're doing great, and we're here to talk about all that and more because it's flagship Friday, our 84th flagship in a row, technically without missing a recording, even though a couple of these maybe got released on Saturday. I mean, <sighs> this is this has not been without trials and tribulations. I mean, Brent, he had a nose period and he had <laughs> yes. like, you know, like we've all had, you know, our, our, our ups and downs and we're still here 84 weeks. And well, I'm only like 10, 15 weeks in, but these guys. Grinding hard. Uh, I just got back from San Diego, so I was not doing a whole lot for the podcast, as you saw last week. But I'm back, and I have a fresh San Diego rant at the end of this show if we have enough time for it. So that's that's what's coming up. Well, Brett, instead of promising future rants, why don't you kick us off with our famous rapid-fire section? Or Well, you guys are looking at me like Adam is doing this one. Yeah, let's let Adam do the rapid-fire. A lot of this is his. Oh, damn it. Adam, should, you're the I, rapidest fire of all. Yeah, I just wasn't. I like like Brent reorganized it. And now I have to like. All right, cool. Yes, the rapid fire just got passed to me very quickly. So we'll start it off with Nano, who constantly. Honestly, this is the second or third time that I've seen something like this with Nano. They had a recent block confirmation uh, within 0.18 seconds is what the confirmation time was that's about the time that it takes to swipe a visa actually that's less time if they make you like if you try to swipe it and then they're like uh don't swipe it put the chip in please yeah and you're a stupid american and you haven't had chips for you know the last 10 years so you don't think about it this rapid fire we actually got a simpsons uh voice like i mean brent you could have been pretty good on you know doing voices for the simpsons i have that one voice that's my charlie voice Oh, well, hey guys, it. my name's Charlie and I hate bread. All right. So, yeah, I just thought that was pretty cool. Um, they were comparing it to internet latency. You know, it's the actually, this is just a Reddit thread, but it was basically like they're approaching internet latencies, which is cool. That That's definitely cool. This is not the first time I've seen Nano really having fast uh, block confirmation times. And also not the last time we're going to talk about Nano today, Adam. Oh, there we go. But uh, let's move on to our second part of the rapid fire, which is after a quarter two of this year, uh, there was a, sub, a little this little article or infographic chart, whatever you want to call it, that said that there are 2,600 total D apps out there and 1,460 that are active. And of the 1,460 that are active, 664 Ethereum, 354 EOS, 338 Tron, and then there's like some Steam, some Tomo chain, which I have no idea. I've never heard of that. And then 19 are, it's IOST, right? Or yeah. Yeah, IOST, yep. That, yeah. that Tomo chain, I think, is an Ethereum fork. 71 on Steam kind of is interesting to me because I know they have, obviously, we've used like D Live or something like that, but I didn't know they had that many apps running on, on Steam. I actually didn't know that you could build, you could do that on Steam. Yeah, yeah, that I mean that's what Steam it is basically. It's yeah. a, it's a D app. So Ethereum makes sense to me. EOS and Tron having half of Ethereum also makes sense because they tend to port Ethereum's apps over to them, especially the gambling ones. But uh, yeah, Tomo Chain and uh, and IOST cranking cranking out into the top six, seven. Not what's bad. What's interesting about this chart though is that. Ethereum does not have the highest D app users or are they D apps or are they DApps? 
Because, I mean, Diap just seems wordy, but whatever. Just call them daps. Yeah, like, just give some daps. Uh, so, yeah, they do not have the highest amount of users on uh, active users on daps. They do not have nearly the, the highest number of transactions. And they don't have uh, the highest transaction volume either. And well, it's that like, makes sense because the transactions are harder to execute on Ethereum than they are on EOS or Tron because they're more decentralized. Uh, actually, Steam has 3x the amount of transactions that Ethereum does as well, and that's only over 71 apps. Yep. So that's oh, every blog post or whatever is uh, basically oh, a, okay. right. That's going to count as activity. As I asked it, I realized that. But yeah, and there's, there's... Sorry, Adam, I just wanted to comment too. Like, It's really hard to measure, and I'm not claiming that we know you I know I have a pro ethereum bias but like beyond just transaction numbers you know I wonder if you could do an audit of like the quality or variety of the dapps or like how credible or serious are the people behind them because like you know doing something where you're looking for stories every week for cryptocurrency and you just stay on top of it and it seems like a lot of the serious projects that we find are built on ethereum yeah or a lot it, of like it, the big world ambitious things are built on ethereum there Not- could be some sort of like wash trading-esque stuff going on with you know certain it, there's no it's not like anyone's really you know this is just a stat no one really knows how the transactions are happening or where these users are coming from because tron is 445k users which is 80k more than uh ethereum does and that's the most right exactly exactly so it's like you could have one particular project that doesn't have that many transactions but it's 20 universities and three governments and you could have another one that's like oh look how many transactions it is it's like a little casino that ran out of taiwan you know okay well which one is really has more staying power you know for sure yep and we know that sorry adam we were talking bad about tron there i want to do a little quick (laughs) tron uh tron story I had a non-crypto friend bring the article about Justin Sun to me, and he's like, yo, this looks like some 1984 shit where this guy, like, did something wrong in the crypto space and he had to apologize for it. You Can you, like, explain this to me? And I'm like, oh, can I explain this? And got all excited. I want to point out, too, that when this story broke about him buying the lunch, we said this is going to end up being bad because it's Justin Sun. He's going to do something fucking stupid. Yep. Just dumb. That's going to make entire crypto space look bad. Like, ugh. We should go just, get that soundbite because, yes, we did say that. We And, again, just one of those things we can pat ourselves on the back for <laughs> as, you know, not idiots. Yeah. We're idiots, but not as idiotic as, you know, those out there. There are bigger idiots out there. Yeah. Can, can we get out of this rapid fire? Jesus Christ. I mean, I was trying, but you were talking about being idiots. So the next <laughs> one is the IOTA Foundation announces a five million grant for co or decide related research. And I know that we've mentioned co or decide on the uh, you know the the podcast before, and I'm not keen on exactly what it is. Uh, sometimes, like just because it's been a while, but I know that they operate on the Tangle and there's like these different, you know, they just operate differently. But it is good to see them getting grants. Um, well, the coordinator is the big centralized piece of it. They had announced that they were going to get rid of it finally and they had a plan, but apparently they needed to incentivize people with $5 million to finish their plan, I guess. That's what this is. I don't know. Like, that's kind of weird. But I hey, just core decides good. I hate the name. Like, just get a better name for this thing. Well, they're killing the coordinator. So, like, that's kind of the exact perfect name for that. It's a coordinator homicide. So, it's coordicide. It's like patricide. Uh, Nerds and their bad jokes. Uh, So, all right. that's Yeah, but once you're this deep into the weeds, you're a nerd. So, that's why these are nerd jokes. Like, yeah, but, but like, what do you think? The general population is going to like have to invest in. That's true. They're, yeah, they're gonna be no, no, like then you know, nobody's ever gonna see yeah. this branding. There isn't a single non-nerd that wants like to know you. what the coordinator is. Yeah, it's not like it's, it's not like Kevin Hart's gonna be talking about it as the next stand-up or something. So like people who want to know who the what the coordinator is. <laughs> yeah, non-nerds like the Venn diagram looks like this. <laughs> That's very true. So the next one is. Actually, so this is just a troll post, but I just thought it was hilarious. So it's from Coin Jazeera, which is the realest news in crypto. 
And it honestly, they come up with some pretty good articles here and there. Like this one, uh, Brock Pierce running for governor of Puerto Rico in 2020. <laughs> and they just like photoshopped Brock Pierce in some, you in know, front of burn- the protests. Yeah. And some like Burning Man outfit, like just like kind of standing <laughs> above the protest. Like it's very obvious, but it's just, I just find these things kind of funny. And, you know, I like seeing, I, honestly, I, sh- I want to visit Coin Zero more for these kind of like onion esque articles. Yeah. If you click on the article and look at it, my, my favorite part is there's these like little like extra tags, I guess. There's Conquistador, EOS, Main Story, White Privilege, <laughs> and Mighty Duck are the five tags for the post. I mean, dude, you just keep scrolling. There's like Burning Man pictures, and then there's a picture of Pepe when it says, We lost our reporter Pepe Grenouille or Grenouille or whatever to the power of love after Brock showed him a really good dive. <laughs> so, yeah, just a fun one. And um, wow, this is a long rap for seven on this. So this one is a US senator that I uh, say his sh- name please. No, no, no. There's no way that's his actual name. That's his actual name. <laughs> oh my god. I So I'm reading this in the notes and I'm like cuz this one I didn't put up there and it's US Senator Crapo. <laughs> C R A P O. Like I guess it goes Crapo, but like how could, like how could We're going any- with Crapo. We're going with Crapo. And yeah, so U.S. Senator Mike Crapo, a Republican uh, in Idaho, says that we couldn't ban Bitcoin even if we wanted to. And good job, Crapo. Yeah. So even you know, I I really I like this sentiment. I agree. I mean, how can you like if you ban crypto, you're gonna be so far behind the rest of the world. And also, you can't do it because it is decentralized and good luck banning it. I don't know what what you like want to try to do, but it's good to hear a Republican. uh, Actually, this is like the second time in a few weeks that we've had Republicans like Bitcoin. Yeah, they do. And uh, yeah, it's just good to hear a Republican speaking positively about Bitcoin. And uh, now we have Litecoin. They're having soon. And... So I guess we got Litecoin hat. There's a happening for Litecoin happening on is it, I think it's August fifth, and yep. then in twenty early twenty twenty we have is it July twenty twenty or early twenty twenty that I forget exactly I when think Bitcoin May is happening. May. Mm-hmm. All right, so yeah, we got Litecoin and then we got Bitcoin coming. Uh, you know, seven months or like nine months later. But wow, so Litecoin in a few days. This is happening. Yep, where Litecoin is having in a few days, which people always attribute that to a price uh, hike, and Litecoin has probably been ahead of the others recently. So maybe that's why I don't know. I don't. I don't know if that's like guaranteed to be correlated to price or not. Yeah, I'd maybe say it is. Everybody thinks it is. I don't know. Litecoin's definitely been one of the. I, you can't even really call it an altcoin. I feel like there needs to be a different class, but it's like Bitcoin. Okay, and then there needs to be Litecoin, Ethereum, you know, some of these other coins that have clearly kind of they, they're just not all coins. They're maybe they're the secondary coins, you know, I don't know, but uh, Litecoin seems like the perfect example of an alternative to Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, oh, that's that's literally what it is. <laughs> yeah, but altcoin gets kind of when you hear altcoin, people are like shit coins and it kind of stop you it know, with the spoilers. Jesus. Oh, my bad. My bad. But yeah, so Litecoin, they're having a happening. And the next, the last one is uh, Bitcoin passes a new milestone as network mines 85% of its total supply. So, and, and as wow. a reminder, as a reminder too, about it's, isn't it like 20% of the supply is locked up in wallets forever? So, wow. That, that means really. Like, That's one hundred five percent, Kareem. <laughs> well, no, not on top. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so basically, the maximum amount of people that can own a uh, Bitcoin is seventeen point eight five million people. And if you're saying that twenty percent of that is just locked up forever, that's a chunk of that right there. And yeah. you know, it's, and there's a lot of people also just own more than one Bitcoin. 
So it's a uh, brag. Yeah, yeah, sick brag. Jesus. Uh, okay, sure. If you just want to, you know, give me a <laughs> sick brag in there. Sure. Yeah. So it's definitely going to be getting pretty scarce out there. And uh, it'll be interesting to see if that has any effect on the price as like once we hit 90%, 95%. Do you guys have any idea when that'll be? Not really. I mean, it- a hundred percent is twenty one forty, so it's going to be. Oh yeah, it, it pretty like slow process, lives, right? Yeah, right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah. All right. Well, that was the uh, very not so rapid rapid wow. fire. And you know what is rapid, Adam? What the shipping that you can get at WildFoods.co if you're trying to get some Wild Foods products, you can get everything from coffee to whey protein that's grass fed and isn't sweetened with sugar. It's sweetened with stevia. That way you can still keep yourself in ketosis and have your whey protein. It's like having your cake and eating it too. You can go to wildfoods.co, use code CRYPTOBASIC12 to get 12% off your order. And that real food with real ingredients is going to really get to you really fast. And all you got to do is order it. In fact, Adam, you have some wild foods on the way to your place right now as we speak. Yes, I'm uh, pumped to try out the you know some of the coffee some of the mushrooms yeah well maybe not legal you mushrooms. got mushrooms coming I, yeah. i'd say coffee mushrooms and um and some matcha yeah i'm pumped we'll check it out i'll get something to kareem soon too yeah i was gonna say what where's wow. my something i'm special every everything he just mentioned i love but no okay adam gets all the good stuff In also case, listeners stay tuned i think on the next episode we'll announce a little wild foods giveaway all right i'm gonna steal the transition here uh guys i want to talk about an interesting event happening in the Bitcoin lifetime. You guys ready for this? Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? So the Federal Reserve guys just announced that they are cutting interest rates. And this is the first time that this has happened since Bitcoin has been in existence. It's the first time that this has happened since the financial crisis. (laughs) Oh, yay. (laughs) That's exciting. (laughs) I always love things that haven't happened since the last time we had a major financial crisis. So here's the reminder, here's the base approach just to, you know, for anybody unfamiliar with interest rates and why they cut interest rates. They're trying to estimate to stimulate the economy, right? By cutting interest rates, they make money cheaper, they increase the supply of money, and then therefore it's supposed to stimulate economic activity. So normally that happens when the economy is contracting or it's getting um, slowing down. So right now we're technically at a good period, but the Fed still finds it necessary because people feel uncertain about the future to cut rates to try to stimulate economic growth. All right, so we've been slowly, slowly increasing the rates uh, since the financial crisis because they were already so low, and now the Fed for the first time is cutting them. So we're going to get to see how this affects Bitcoin in the real world uh, for one of the first times. We're going to get to see how Bitcoin is going to perform through – rate cutting uh cycle let's say this is also coincidentally is one of the only ways to get kareem to actually look at the price of bitcoin (laughs) is to make something historic attached to it just to clarify real quick so you're saying that there has not been an interest cut the or the entire uh, interest rate cut the entire time that bitcoin has existed correct interest rate has been going up the federal reserve has increased because remember because of the of the crash we were already at very low interest rates and we were already trying to stimulate the economy, Mm. right? So it's been slowly climbing up since then. So here's a couple of ways that it can affect Bitcoin. Number one, when interest rates start being cut, it is designed to encourage spending because it hurts savers. So just to give you the example, some of the best interest rate yielding saving accounts in the United States yield around 1.9%. You can't really get better than, than that on a savings account, right? That's 1.9%. But the Federal Reserve is targeting 2% inflation, right? And now if they're lowering rates, well, you're probably going to get a lower return on your savings account because rates are going down. So you're already underperforming inflation, which means that everything around you is going up in price. So if the money you have in the bank stays the same, you're losing purchasing power. So this, therefore, is um, incentivizing people to spend more, save less. Bitcoin, on the other hand, of course, as we know, incentivizes saving because the supply is, you know, deflationary, because nobody can manipulate it. So this process 
I feel like this period of time that we're coming into is going to be really interesting, guys, because over the next year or two years, a lot of people expect recession. A lot of people now we're seeing an official decrease of the interest rates. So we're going to start seeing an inflation of the monetary supply around the same time that Bitcoin is going to experience its next halving, as you were talking about, Adam. So that's a very sharp contrast that's going to be presented. So a second question here is, all right, if the Fed is making more money available, where is that money going to go? So we know that the stock, the stock market has been doing great, but it's been doing great for like 10 years. A lot of people are expecting it to slow down. It all, we're already seeing signs that it's going to slow down. And the tariff war also is slowing down economic activity. What's a tariff for? <clears throat> well, basically, uh, we're messing with, yeah. we're putting oh. tariffs on China. China's putting oh, tariffs tariff on Oh, tariff war. Sorry. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I have an accent, Adam. Wow. And then just to show you guys how bad a lot of investments are out there, I, this these numbers kind of blew my mind, but approximately 40% of the global bond market is yielding less than 1%, with Jesus. almost 20%, $13 trillion of bonds are yielding negative rates, negative rates. You're losing money. You're paying for the privilege of holding the money. <laughs> That's correct. So what happens? The stock market starts to peak. Uh, bond markets are, are just super weak, 24% in the negative. So there starts to be more attention maybe, even as a hedge, on the best performing asset of this decade, which is Bitcoin. Yep. So this is really interesting. It's something for us to keep an eye out. And I, I guess I wanted to keep put this story in here because I feel like it goes back to the idea of... The fact that Bitcoin can't be manipulated, guys, and the value, you know, for all this talk about whether there's value, not inherent value or whatever, just like knowing that the supply can't be manipulated like this by itself is such an incredibly powerful thing. And I think that over the next year and a half, we're really going to see it play out. Sounds pretty, uh, pretty interesting. Yeah, with both things happening, you know, in my mind, I expect it to just be like, this is bullish for Bitcoin, but it never works out that way. There's going to be some craziness. Yeah. I, I tell all my friends that uh, back really early on in the podcast, we had a guy on the show who was a real financial advisor. His name was Peter. Uh, God, I can't think of his name. Anyway, Peter was on. And what he said was that if you allocated 5% of your portfolio to Bitcoin, it would actually decrease your overall risk profile because it's not positively or negatively correlated with any of the uh, with stocks or bonds. Peter Walsworth. Walsworth, yes. Jesus, I can't believe I couldn't think about that. He's your friend, man. I know. You know him. <laughs> I do. I'm very, I'm very good friends with him. Like, I don't know why. It's not I like this is a that. random guy. You're like, oh, yeah, I'm friends with Pete, Pete, Peter. <laughs> uh, yeah, I assume that a lot of people are going to be looking at that advice that way, man, even if it's just uh, as a different type of asset. That's, and listen, the cutting of rates is just the beginning because and this is not Republican or Democrat or anything. Just look at how our governmental system works. We're already very close to zero interest rates. Our interest rates are already not high. They're not going to be able to stimulate the economy that much by cutting rates a little bit. So when there is a crash on, or when the next recession happens, which we're due for it cyclically, what they're going to use other monetary tools like they did last time, quantitative easing. Well, they yeah. might use some of the ideas of just like helicoptering money to certain uh, parts of the economy. So there will be a massive increase in the monetary supply. It's almost guaranteed. There's like, Trump, like Trump's not going to stop it. And to be honest with you, I don't know that a democratic president would either right now, because that's just the way the system is like, seems to, to be designed. Can't stop Bitcoin. Like crap. Exactly. said, <laughs> <laughs> like crap. said, <laughs> In crapo we trust. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I guess uh, time to move on to the next one. Our segment, Bullshit or Bullish. Ooh. What the fuck? Adam. Or Bullish or Bullshit. What's right. wrong with you? All right. Adam, so uh, speaking of crapo, let's <laughs> talk about Bullish or Bullshit. That was the correct transition there. All right. You're going to play Bullish or Bullshit. I'm excited. We haven't played in a while. Brent, what do you got for us? All right. Here is the title of our bullish or bullshit article. Okay. <laughs> Crypto exchange launches shitcoin futures index. 
what <laughs> that, I, that is the title of the article bullshit um you know what i just don't i don't want uh, brent to get a sweep here so i'm gonna go bullish <laughs> that was a correct hedge cream <laughs> because there is in fact a shitcoin futures exchange the ticker is shit dash perp all in capital letters what the hell? and it has 58 of the shittiest coins out there kareem there it's on a crypto exchange called ftx which is a derivatives platform so they do a lot of you can do it's probably similar to bitmex where you can short or you can go long you can use options contracts and stuff like that and it was incubated by alameda research we keep talking about these guys Ooh, interestingly enough. yeah so anyway here's the list of the shit coins and the shit coin profile uh abt ae aeon ardor are you naming Arc. all of them there's, yes, 58. there's 58 you don't oh. we don't need you can just like Fine. abbreviate or like whatever look, you can we, look at the list because adam's interrupting me but there's there's interesting things I'm on there saving I mean, the podcast what is the best engine. known best known engine engines en- on there uh they've got uh let's uh, best known they've got uh, they've got Steam. They've got uh, freaking like Nano, Bitcoin I, I, Diamond. I don't really, IOST. I don't really get this. Loom list. was on the uh, Nano was an episode of the show. Pivx was on the show. It, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna name all the coins that we've ever covered on the show. Uh, let's see. Is BNT Binance? To- no, it's not Binance. Do we have so any elevator music or like you know like temporarily yeah. uh, gas? Jason, put some elevator yeah. music on here while Br- <laughs> gas is in there. Loom, um, I think I already said Loom. Rep uh, is there. Poly, Polymath is in there. What Steam, the f- dude, what is going on here? I don't understand. Waves, it's- Verge. It says shitcoin index, and then we have like Augur in there. We, ha- I-, I don't understand. Engine still above. Like it's ICO price from fucking two <laughs> years ago. How I don't understand what the classification for this shitcoin uh purpose. Honestly, this makes me respect Alameda Research Eve or whatever, Alameda Labs, whatever it's called. Even like like now, I, I don't understand research. Why why how why are they incubating this? I don't know. This is just like really <laughs> a dumb decision to just have a shitcoin exchange. This is shit. Well, <laughs> They also have a mid and large cap group of coins. So this is essentially just their small cap coins, but they have called it shit coins and I'm I'm in love. Well, you got me enraged. Yeah, yeah. We we Rage. definitely triggered Adam. He's just like, Don't you be calling engine a shit coin? It's like quite a big money all, on. I own all fifty eight coins here. No. <laughs> <laughs> um and all for all you Bitcoin maximalists out there, you are welcome to short this uh, on this exchange now I don't know if this exchange is good or not but if you are you know you want to double down on your exposure and you want Bitcoin and you want to short shit coins now is your chance so go ahead and get in there and put your money where your mouth is some more <laughs> alright that's it Adam you're the tallest one out of all of us so why don't you tell us about the NBA yeah you know fun fact I'm actually the same height as uh, Russell Westbrook and St- uh, <laughs> Stephen Curry, which is wild to me, but you could be in the NBA, bro. I know. If only I wasn't Jewish. But uh, so the NBA. Wait, have there been any NBA Jews? Yeah, like Jordan oh Farmar. God. There's been like five, like maybe maybe five. I don't know. Jordan Farmar was like six one. I don't know. I'll I'll, I'll have to look. Maybe <laughs> some Kareem more. Is currently googling <laughs> Jews in the NBA. <laughs> of course. <laughs> List of Jewish basketball players. Look, right here, there's a list of two people. (laughs) (laughs) There's definitely, like, some Israelis that made it. Whoa. Uh, Amari Stoudemire is... Whoa. No, this can't be right. No, no, no. Amari Stoudemire, he is technically Jewish. I think he converted or got really into it. I don't know. He's he's definitely... uh, I I know that. Jordan Farmer. Oh, you got that one right. Ernie Grunfield. Omri Caspi, the Rudy was, LaRusso, Art yeah. Heyman, the pictures in black and white. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. So it looks like they they had a role in the past, and then I mean, now if you want to, if you want to count Amare, <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! There's actually there's this website called Ranker.com where you can actually uh, upvote 
these people to see who the best Jewish basketball player is. And it's got like, I, I guess there's a bunch, but they are all in black and white. It was far more like of a thing. I that's an easy title to go get. Like, you could just be the best Jewish basketball player by being Jewish. Definitely not. So reach out, NBA players, and, and uh, find your new religion. All right. So NBA is launching a blockchain. Uh, they're, they're launching a game called NBA Top Shot. And it's basically going to be a social experience built around digital collectibles and kind of like a head-to-head game to create fan engagement. It's actually from the makers of CryptoKitties, uh, Dapper Labs. They're working with them. So this is cool. Interesting. Yeah, this is cool in the sense that NBA is working with, you know, someone that's very kind of tied to the crypto community um, who we all have definitely. I mean, I own a few kitties. I haven't actually. Yeah, I was going to say, I think you're the only one of us that owns any crypto kitties. Yeah. Are they still breeding or did they stop like having sex? I haven't checked in like over a year, but I did name mine Vitalik Kitterin. And uh, <laughs> I was like disappointed because I definitely would have been the first one to have done that, I think, because I got it early. But apparently you can just change your your name even after you like have gotten the kitty. But the kitty doesn't change. So, yeah. So, so the thing is, it's it's going to be like a fantasy game where you can build your ideal squad to have like by you have to. So you build rosters by acquiring in-game moments throughout the season. And I guess essentially you can own a clip of a basketball player. You know, LeBron dunk something, you know, really sweet. You can get that moment and then you have lebron on your team and then i guess he's pl- you know there's fantasy implications to it and it's supposed to release in uh fall 2020 damn so so you could get like i hope you can get like tantrums too <laughs> like yeah. lebron like flops on the ground he's like oh come on man come on come on that'd be amazing if you could get like the ron artest uh fight <laughs> <laughs> the, the malice of the palace yes the malice of the palace is a legendary card worth you know <laughs> so right. yeah that would be pretty good like yeah you just get like D- boogie like demarcus cousins every time he gets a technical um <laughs> that's a moment so oh, they actually have some potential here if they do it right yeah they do so yeah. i guess this is not the first time that a major sports league has dabbled with crypto mlb came up with a game called mlb crypto baseball and i yeah, mean but baseball sucks yeah but so does the name for this i, but I don't like understand. tradable stuff i mean is, yeah. baseball is like the king of tradable stuff no cards uh, i mean i mean I baseball know. cards yeah no yeah the, it's definitely like the most uh collectible like like uh, the big the most expensive cards in the world are are all baseball cards are they yes there's a i'm pretty i mean i'll i guess i'm saying yes are there more it, expensive baseball cards than a black lotus yeah 100 percent, dude how do you not know all this right. there's like uh let's see the honus wagner card because i used For to those be of you that don't know black lotus is a very famous card in magic the gathering that's so you guys play yeah, so Black Lotus, I think that with some of the best ones in the world, the the ones that are like in the best, most pristine condition, can maybe be six figures. And meanwhile, high six figures, high six like, figures, sure. Yeah. But uh, the Honus Wagner T two oh six baseball card just recently sold. When is this dated? Uh, how's there not oh, a date on this article? Shit. But it yeah. sold for three point one two million dollars, and this is not the first time Damn. since I've been alive that I've I've seen this card getting you know. Oh, dude, yeah, sold. Mickey Mantle one point one three million, Babe Ruth seven hundred and seventeen thousand, Pete Rose seven hundred and seventeen thousand. Yeah, Adam. All right, Adam wins. Whatever. Yeah. So Fine. at some Damn point, it. at some point, these. I mean, for what it's worth, baseball cards, magic cards, all of these things. There really is a uh, like, like having these on the blockchain you know like the the credibility and and to know the authentication is definitely has to be in the works i'm surprised it really hasn't become a thing yet but i definitely makes sense to have physical cards you know be validated through blockchain um and yeah i agree that it's just a good fit for just basically all sports memorabilia because some of there's so many fakes out there and i'm sure the fakes are even getting better that it's kind of you know you, you really want to know who owned this you know where where it's come from its origin kind of just like you know a uh, supply chain 
So what do you guys think of being able to own digital clips of basketball players? It seems a little kind of weird, but like cool-ish. This I feel like they could do better with this. I'm on board if I can own fucked up clips of the basketball players. Like if I can own like flops and injuries, like think about owning those like ones where they like bend their legs backwards and you're like, ah, maybe we can. Yeah. Maybe that's also a way to kill their players. Like it's, it's like a, like in magic, there's like the removal spells. Like if that is a removal spell for, (laughs) for another team's basketball player, it's just like an injury and you can cast it and they have to break their leg or something. I'm in Uh, that. That could be a great game. But if you just go like real corporate on it and they try to be like real safe, it's going to suck. So the thing is, I don't necessarily think it's going to be a card game. I think it's going to be more of a you get these clips and then you get to go up, build your team and go up against other people for the night or something. Kind of like DraftKings, maybe I'm but. This is all speculation. It's just a landing page right now, but it's called NBA Top Shot and maybe check it out in fall of 2020. And uh, I'm willing to be an an advisor for this one. Crypto Kitties people just just reach out to me because I got some great ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Brent Brent Philbin. He is uh, he knows his basketball. So, Brent, what do you want to talk about? uh, Weiss ratings? Ah, yes, our friends at Weiss Ratings. You'll remember them as the people who rate EOS as the third best overall blockchain project. So they clearly are really smart and funny. And what they have done is plagiarized an article. Now, you know how, like, there's usually some plausible deniability, right? Where, where, you know, like, Justin Sun will plagiarize something, but then, like, change a couple things. Let me see if you can spot the difference between these two articles. Here's the article that they allegedly plagiarized off of. Nano, dash, first nano in all caps, dash, a tall promise of radical decentralization and scalability betrayed. It's got some strong language there. Tall promise is a very specific phrase. Radical decentralization betrayed. And here's the Weiss Ratings article title. Nano, in all caps, dash, a tall promise of radical decentralization and scalability betrayed. It is exact word for word. They didn't even change a word on the title. Then, as the article starts, I decided to read and see if they had replaced anything in the article. They replaced exactly one thing, the beginning. They replaced like IOTA, which is how the plagiarized article starts off, with nano, and then in parentheses, rated D plus by fucking Weiss ratings. And then they follow with exact word for word of is designed to be a distributed ledger, blah, blah, blah. So they replaced exactly like two words. Now, since that happened, it looks pretty damning for them. The article came out like a full month before Weiss released their article on Twitter. They they actually like replied to a comment. They didn't make a statement. They didn't post anything on their website. They just replied to a comment and they were like, actually, somebody plagiarized us and they posted a PDF as proof that they were plagiarized of this article and the pdf is clearly somebody who clicked print on a website and printed the pdf because it has like a click here and it has like a certain language in it that you would use for a website and also it has an author of some there's an author of some name but the pdf creator is somebody completely different so they're claiming that they put this out before in a private email to like their subscribers or something but gave no proof other of other than a very questionable pdf replacement i think uh the jury i guess is still out you can leave a shred of doubt but to me they're idiots either way they either plagiarized or they released an article more than a month after they wrote it as if they were reviewing nano for the first time because that was the premise of the article so they either rehashed some old content on their subscribers who pay to be a part of the Weiss ratings or they plagiarized. So either way, you fucking suck Weiss ratings. We don't like your loyalties and stuff like that. No, so. whatever. Just loyalties. Their quality, you know? Yeah. It's it's just awful. I don't understand this from people that actually have their name carried. Like, Weiss understands that their ratings have weight behind them, that they're, you know, they get clicks, they get you, people read about them. I remember when we started this podcast, I would stress out, 
you know, our numbers are tiny, but I would, I can't imagine putting up something that's plagiarized and hoping that people don't realize it. I I wouldn't even think or dream (laughs) of that being an option. How does a company of this size or, or, or this fame or whatever you want to call it, do something so stupid, no respect for the process, no respect for quality. The actual answer is they probably hired somebody for $2 an hour out of the Philippines or something. Well, they there, copy there pasted go. an article, but that means that they're hiring people for $2 an hour to do their yeah, content. Absolutely. That, and that's therefore it has no credibility. Quality. Oh, Weiss. Time for a rebrand. <laughs> <laughs> Soon there's going to be a, a new rating system called the Walton rating system, and they're going to... Weiss is going to recommend the Walton rating system as a great replacement for the Weiss rating system. There you go. All right. That's it. I'm done with my uh, plagiarism uh, article thing. I think it's time for Kareem to go around the world for us. All right, guys, we have a quick article. Coming out of the UK, it was titled, Bitcoin has no intrinsic value as the UK moves towards a crypto ban. Okay, so right off the bat, that title is a little sensationalistic, but here's Yeah, bullish or bullshit. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, come on. Uh, It would have been too easy. So here is what did happen, though. The UK financial services watchdog gave a warning to investors that Bitcoin doesn't have intrinsic value and that cryptocurrencies in general are a risky investment or not really an investment. So here's the specific quote. What do you mean to say, Kareem, is they are made of air and have no value whatsoever? (laughs) Yes, Mr. Trump. So the quote from the UK watchdog was, consumers should be cautious when investing in such crypto assets and should ensure that they understand and can bear the risk involved with assets that have no intrinsic value. Then the article goes on to explain that a lot of people interpret this to mean as an incoming crypto ban. I don't know if that's you can really go that far, but here's what is noticeable is that this comes right after also the United States, right? We had President Trump uh, speak negatively about Bitcoin. And more importantly, the Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin also said that Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies are a national security issue. As a side note, national security issue is government talk for rights and procedures don't matter. Privacy doesn't matter. Nothing matters because it's national security, so we can do whatever right. we want. So that is something to keep an eye out if you already have somebody like that kind of signaling that they're willing to put this under a national security umbrella. Well, I so- think it's also just like a PSA. Sometimes, you know, there, there's a lot of like, because think about it. It's it's us. We're very deep in in crypto. There's people that are deeper than us. But then, like you extend out, and you know, there's some people who know what it is, and then some people who kinda and maybe don't. And then there are like some people who are just like, I got some money. I want to throw this at it. And it's like, ah, it's going down. You know, like it, it's kind of what happened with 2018 when it fucking went from 20k to you know 3k. So it really, I get. I don't have a problem with the warning. But no, no, I no. think the crypto ban right. is ridiculous. No, I think you're right about the warning. And you know what? You just reminded me. It was kind of a funny interaction. But like I get a phone call from my dad the other day uh, coming up on the flagship. And he's like, hey. And he basically tells me this story about a site that was like scamming people. <laughs> like fishing or something. Like a phishing scam. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, you know, you should probably let your audience know about that. Because, you know, apparently there's a lot of crypto scams going on. <laughs> and we're like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of like... 30% of our show yeah. on a we weekly a basis. called That's a Scam. <laughs> so, yes, I agree with you, Adam. Uh, it's a PSA at the end of the day, as long as they're not actually infringing on people's rights to, you know, buy these assets. Yeah, the national security issue is the is the, uh, is the concerning yeah, part. Yeah, I do start getting a little scared. Always, that is always how they're going to come for the rights. That's how it's going to work. And uh, I think that kind of wraps up our actual crypto content I believe. Oh, that means but so I turn this off around. Time. Turn this off now. You want if you want to hear a bad rant from Brent that's way off base because San Diego is awesome. Oh, this is going to be fun. All right, 
Brent, go ahead. Tell us about your trip to San Diego. He's foaming at the mouth, audience. It, look, it appears that it, it's very clear that I am not of the majority here with what I think about it. But San Diego was awful. I went to San Diego. It awful. was expensive. First of all, it was super expensive. Our Airbnb didn't have... It had like a little split, but a barely functioning AC. I was sweating basically 24-7, which I'm not even very temperature sensitive. It was like 90 degrees every day, and no businesses had AC. I wasn't in Mexico. I wasn't in Cuba. Like, I was in the United States, and there was no fucking air conditioning. So, I could not... Like, I ended up at a restaurant that when we cashed out, the bill was $90 a person. There was no AC in the restaurant. I was hot the entire time, enjoyed the food, but it was unreal to me that our our waiter was drenched in sweat drenched absolutely drenched when they were walking around and i went to an ice cream shop kareem i went to an ice cream shop where my ice cream was melting before i got out the door yeah but it was good right salt and straw you had one fucking job was to not melt the ice cream before i was able to eat it because there was no yes salt and straw the ice cream was very good it was made by the guy who wrote the book salted or whatever but the it was the ice cream was delicious. I also had a cotton candy burrito, which was amazing. But I would never, I will not be returning to San Diego. I apologize to all the San Diegans out there. Uh, I'm way more likely to go to Wyoming now, and that is the extent of my rant. I Adam, really, Adam, how do you respond to this uh, AC allegation? How true is this? I mean, it's I've I've rarely been somewhere. I, I've been to San Diego. Generally, I'm there like in March or October, and I was there Memorial Day weekend a couple of years ago. And it's just like October. Okay, I get it, but like, there's a lot of. I would think that during the summer, most of the places, especially ones being built now, are gonna have AC. Also, you'd think so. If I was staying in an Airbnb, I would check always to see if they have AC because it's hot during the summer in California. However, when I was was in Colombia, I would have checked it. That's not an excuse. You just should know you're a Floridian. You you know that fucking AC is our livelihood. We'd be in every Airbnb in Florida will have AC just about. Yeah. But when I was living in California, we'll say a decade ago in LA, uh, the house that I was in, was had no AC and I would grind online Sundays and the computers in this wooden house would just generate so much heat. There were a few days where it was 100 degrees out and it was absolutely brutal. But those are only a few days a year, so you kind of put up with it. But that was a decade ago. I would think that most places now, especially after, you know, we've just been dealing with hotter temperatures, that it would have AC. And also, San Diego's got a beautiful, like the like the coastline. I mean, it's on the coast. It's real nice. It's definitely far and away the third best city. It's like way worse than L.A. or San Francisco, though. But it's still a reasonable city, and it's still one of the bigger ones, I think, in the country. Yep. We'll never be back. Again, if I was in Colombia, if I was in Cuba, and I had no AC, it'd be fine because I'm paying two dollars for crepes and waffles for like a whole meal right or in, in cuba what were we paying for breakfast for four oh, people no, like that was insane. 75 cents or something yeah like a dollar 50 for four people yeah yeah it, 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 it okay i don't mind sacrificing if i'm it, like sacrificing some of the creature comforts if i'm paying less money that's okay it's totally cool but if i'm paying like obnoxious prices like everything was more money than i would pay in austin or florida or anywhere else everything was more expensive and i couldn't even be comfortable walking around while doing it to give you an idea colin our uh the the ceo of wild foods was there with us we were supposed to be there get there on the wednesday and we were supposed to come home on uh monday he left on friday he just booked a new flight and he's like i can't do it i'm out wow there were businesses that had signs out front that said yes we have ac that's how rare it was. Like, it was a marketing tactic. If you actually had AC, you had a sign out front that said you had it. It was crazy. So, um, yep. And again, I, I see that I'm in the minority. It sounds like maybe I just ran really bad and I happened to be there the three hottest days of the year or something like that. But it is not a risk I am willing to take in the future. 
And I'm sure if I actually want AC, I'm, I'm going way on the high end of those Airbnbs, which was expensive as it was already. It is currently uh, 75 degrees in San Diego with a high of 76 the entire <laughs> day. The week, this great. Week, that would have been beautiful. This next week is 79 out of or the 10 day forecast is the highest it's going to be is 79. So clearly you just went there during a bad time. Seems like some bad luck. Ah, uh, you should visit San Diego again at least, or at least come to LA. You were right there. What are you doing? Not showing I, up to LA. You're so blowing I, it. I was looking for solutions for Colin, and I was like, "Well, let's just maybe you go to a a, a hotel like they'll have AC." Motel Six was two hundred fifty dollars a night to put any perspective on how much this place costs. Motel actual Motel Six, not like something comparable, like actual Motel Six which is like uh for those outside the u.s is a pretty shitty motel chain but they'll leave the light on for you uh there <laughs> that was how much it was so i did consider going to la um but the end result was we were there for a conference and we had to go to that conference so colin just didn't have to go to the conference so he left and made me do it <laughs> <laughs> all right well that was a uh, brent san diego rant i hope he's finished um and <laughs> wow wow <laughs> Well, I mean, I feel like it was a quality rent, but, you know, we, uh, we must I move on. So. You are. And so I guess that's another Crypto Basic podcast. Uh, you guys got I, anything wait, else I have to a say? Little, uh, I have a little thing. So we have a I want please join our discord. Our discord is super fun. I just noticed this this morning and we have a section of the discord that is uh, or one of the channels is fucking scammers. So anytime somebody like sends you a scam message or you find a scam somewhere, you can post in there. So somebody posted like a picture uh, and, and this guy, William, popped in and said, just remember, if nobody fell for it, they wouldn't be doing it. You better warn Adam. He has a fragile mind. <laughs> what? <laughs> and then he put a little purple devil face so yeah that's that's in our uh so that's what you're missing out on the discord uh the it, the the tron emoji in the discord in order to have the tron emoji appear you type colon adam colon and then the tron, tron emoji pops up so uh there's there's also an interesting kareem emoji in there if you pop in uh, and uh, you know what? Since I control the emojis, there's no emoji making fun of me. So, <laughs> so join our Discord. Uh, subscribe to us on all these things. Oh, and send us some suggestions for live content. We plan on doing something live. Maybe playing one of these crypto games on Twitch or something. Uh, or just, that would be fun. Yeah, I just a standard. We should try to play Gods Unchanged, but I uh, I had some issues with it, but or something like that because that seems to be one of the more popular ones. Yeah, we're going to try to do a little bit of live content. We also have some cool interviews getting lined up now that I'm back and I have enough time to do them. And I suspect you're going to get a lot of interesting content this month. So stay tuned. And also, we are not idiots. We are not financial. Oh, no, yes, we, we are. are idiots. See, clearly I am an idiot. We are not financial advisors and we definitely, um, this is not financial advice. Take everything that we say with a grain of salt. I'm not sure what else to say. Maybe Kareem can finish me off. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, I don't think so, Adam. Finish me off. Oh my God. I think, oh God. I think the podcast has gone long. <laughs> uh, have a great week, everybody. Stay skeptical. Look at your crypto. Stay educated. See you next week. Oh, 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 oh,